Michelangelo Signorelli on Sirius XM. Welcome back. I'm Michelangelo Signorelli on Sirius XM Progress 127. A lot of discussion about Russia, the brutality, the crackdown on gay people in Russia, the horrific law that was passed that bans gay so-called propaganda, could put people in jail just for speaking about being gay to young people ban on gay adoption, adoption overseas to gay couples or any country where there is marriage for gays, if it's to single people, a rumor that they may be banning, they may be pulling children out of homes of gay parents. So in response, we've seen in recent days calls for a boycott of the Olympics in Sochi, Russia, and a boycott that has taken off across the country against Russian vodka, specifically Stoli, Stoliknaya Vodka. The Dump Stoli campaign is what it has been called. Dan Savage uh, announced it on his blog. Cleve Jones, uh, activist Cleve Jones, the group Queer Nation, other groups calling for this boycott. Gay bars all across the country, all around the world have been dumping Stoli. They have been saying they're not going to sell uh, Stoli in their bars any longer. And the company has responded with an open letter to the gay community that says it supports the LGBT community fully and is fully opposed and completely opposed to the brutal actions of the Russian government. And the CEO of Stolignaya Vodka, the company that owns the brand in America, SPI Group, Val Mendelev is in the studio with me right now to talk about it further. Thank you for coming in and talking to us. Pleasure. Uh, you wrote this open letter uh, to the LGBT community, uh, calling the actions in Russia dreadful, um, saying that you're committed to the LGBT community, and uh, obviously you've had a series of events uh, that have supported uh, gay rights. The 2006 event, Be Real, Stories from Queer America. It's been a brand that really has supported the gay community in this country. And you've said that the brand Stoliknaya Vodka, that SPI Group uh, owns the... Owns the um, name on or owns the brand is not a Russian company that uh, you're headquartered in Luxembourg uh, and uh, the processing is in Latvia. Talk a little bit about that because people are pushing back against that claim. Sure. Our company is Luxembourg based. We were forced to move our headquarters from Russia about 10 years ago. And this is because we have an ongoing litigation with Russian government about the ownership of the brand. So we are not a friend of Russian government. We've been fighting them. Now, in this fight, it's, it's been uh, for over 10 years. And in the recent publications on Facebook and blogs, I've seen a lot of information which is actually misinterpretation of facts. So 
we are not a Russian company. The company is owned by Yuri Scheffler, ex-Russian, but he left Russia more than 10 years ago. So calling us a Russian company today, well, Stoli is not even allowed. Our Stoli is not even allowed to be sold in Russia. Because there is uh, a company that owns the brand in Russia. Stolikaya exactly, Vodka. and that is not SPI Growth. The Stoli brand in Russia is owned by a company which is state-owned company. We have nothing to do with that. Our Stoli, which we sell in over 150 countries all, all over the world, actually is illegal in Russia. Your distillery, uh, you have on your website, though, uh, in Talvis, is the largest distillery in, in, Eastern, in European Russia. So you have a distillery, even though you uh, do the processing in Latvia uh, partially, you have a distillery in Russia. Correct. It's, um, yes, correct. Based on the volumes, it was, I think, fifth largest distillery in Russia, which was built uh, many years ago. And so you have Russian employees. You, how many Russian employees does um, Stolik Currently does we SPI have, Group have? SPI Group has about 2,500 employees. And in Russia, we have a few hundred employees. And the number of employees we have today, and actually the, the whole activity, our business activity in Russia, we have been scaling significantly over the past few years. And your ingredients come from Russia. Correct. Uh, so wheat, rye, these are ingredients you could get anywhere. I guess some people are saying, well, why can't you get the ingredients elsewhere? Oh, sure. Very good question. We produce or we sell more than 100,000 bottles of Stoli every day. It's not so easy to shift the production immediately. But if you look at our activities over the past two years, we've been really reducing them in Russia. Now, you mentioned the distillery. Distillery in Russia produces raw alcohol, which is one of the ingredients for vodka. But actually, the distillery that finishes it, that produces vodka, which means mixes the raw alcohol from Russia with the artesian pure water in Baltics is actually happening at our distillery in Latvia. Now, the executives, and obviously in every company, uh, there are a lot of people making money uh, on the company, uh, and executives certainly make a lot more than uh, a lot of other workers. Um, you're Russian, I presume. M many of the investors are Russian. I, am, uh, I left Russia more than 20 years ago, so ex-Russian, okay. if you say. I've lived since... Uh, since I left in the 80s, I've lived in many different countries. There's one shareholder who owns 100% of Stoli, of SPI, Yuri Scheffler. He is also ex-Russian. So he left Russia more than 10 years ago and lives now between UK, between London and Switzerland. There have been reports that, in fact, uh, the Russian government would want to, uh, obviously has had uh, an issue with uh, him, would want to get its hands on the company. Is that true? That's correct. They are still trying. In fact, they did manage to grab from us the Russian Stoli brand, which was uh, 2001, so 12 years ago. And they have ever been trying to grab from us the ownership of the global brand. But fortunately for us, the, the courts, international courts in London and Switzerland and other markets basically recognize for that. And they understand that this commercial dispute with Russian government has political motives. Now, Yuri Scheffler, in early 2000, when all this thing started, was, supported, was supporting political opposition to the new government that was installed there. 
And that basically kickstarted the whole dispute. And we've certainly seen other billionaires who've been uh, outspoken uh, put in jail by Putin. Talk a little bit about uh, your policies in your company. I mean, you certainly had this <coughs> campaign targeting uh, the LGBT community. Uh, do you have an anti-discrimination policy worldwide? Uh, do you have that policy um, in this country and elsewhere and domestic partner benefits as well? Well, um, two questions here. So in the U.S., we have a company that just been started a few weeks ago, a few months ago, actually. So they are putting together all the policies, and I'm sure this will be one of them. In Luxembourg, we do not have this written policy, but actually everybody knows the rule uh, installed. When we hire people, we don't care what color, what orientation, what nationality, what region, couldn't care less about that. We only hire people based well, on... Why not have a written policy? Well, that says that? because so far we didn't need that. There was uh, not a case that it was ever... It, well, it, but people know when they go to work for a company whether it's going to be friendly or not, they want to know that they have that protection. We just didn't have this issue so far in Luxembourg or anywhere else. But I know that uh, actually since a few weeks ago, some people started saying, well, let's let's formalize a bit all our policies, which is actually not only this, but there are some other policies which we as a company, as we develop, we should really... Well, uh, domestic partnership... Uh, benefits, of course, uh, now in this country, there's gay marriage. Uh, in Europe, there is gay marriage. Uh, is there a plan to give those kind of benefits? Sure. We would have no issue with that. No, it's... Well, we I think that totally would, people open. would love to hear that. Uh, oh, of course, by all means. In uh, I understand in the U.S. it is a question. At least we didn't have this question so far. So we are extremely open company. And, uh, and and what about in Russia? You have uh, the several hundred employees there. Uh, do they have these kind of protections? Honestly talking, I'm not sure. I don't know. But uh, what I'm also quite sure is, should there any case happen, it would actually get to me. And uh, then we would act accordingly. You understand, though, that... Um, there are many companies in this country that have uh, a 100% score from groups like the Human Rights Campaign. They give full benefits. They have a written policy uh, in place. And again, that is how the LGBT community looks at companies and, and decides whether or not they are supportive, especially if they're marketing to the gay community and making money off the gay community. Well just wrote for me to uh, just took a note for me to actually install this policy because <laughs> this is something we didn't think now Russia is a particular case because I don't know I don't remember exactly what's the rule of law which says about that but uh, whenever possible from our side we are such an open and transparent company that uh, we would always install anything that uh, can help us in recruitment of the best people, disregarding where they come from, who they are, in terms of their backgrounds. So right now, you obviously see, oh, and you want to add something. Yes. I see your, your PR person gave you something just, to read. Yes, exactly. Because uh, in, in the U.S., we actually, we do have partner benefits oh, okay. from day one. Okay. There you so, go. So <laughs> thank you, Laurie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so you have a full domestic partnership. Yes. You, you yes. can you can say okay. something, Laurie, if you want to come actually, on. We, on. We have, um, 
on Mike. Domestic partner benefits from day one. We are a new company. We'll take over the brand officially on January 1st. And we already have diversity in our small company of 12 people. Well, that's certainly uh, good to hear. You're right now being targeted uh, by gay activists across the country. You understand it's the symbolism. It's Russian, Russian vodka. You market it as Russian vodka. You sell it as Russian vodka, right? And I know that's been part of the dispute with the uh, Russian government. But are, are you saying now that it's not Russian vodka? No. We, well, first of all, we are not marketing as a Russian vodka. Yeah. Uh, 2007 was the last year when we marketed Stoli as a Russian vodka. What happened since then were two things. One is we changed a little bit our positioning of the Stoli. And second, there were some legal issues in Russia which basically caused us to not be able to write on a Stoli bottle Russian vodka. So here I have a, I have a Stoli in front of me. So what you see at and the bottom is... it says premium is, vodka. It says yeah. premium vodka. Now, I saw on the Facebook some people claimed, well... You have Russian vodka at the bottom. And they're right. This was the case up until 2010. Because in 2010, uh, law was enacted in Russia specifically targeting our company, which basically disallowed us to produce vodka made in Russia. So more or less since that time, we stopped writing Russian vodka and we, we write premium vodka. But the second part is the focus of our marketing campaign shifted already 2008, 2009, as we were changing the distribution in the U.S., from Russianness more to emphasize the originality, the diversity of people, which is a very core component of our marketing campaign, and on the other side, the premium nature of the product, the top, top quality of the product. So actually today, we're not focusing on Russia. Yes, we are proud of our Russian heritage, of our Russian roots. In fact, yes, some ingredients are produced in Russia, but the focus in terms of marketing and image is not on that. Mm -hmm. My guest is Val Mendelev. He is the CEO of SPI Group, <coughs> which owns the brand for Stoliknaya Vodka, currently the target of a boycott in the LGBT community over uh, Russian crackdown, brutal policies uh, in Russia. I'm Michelangelo Cidarelli on Sirius XM Progress 127. So you, you're the target of the boycott, and you see this happening uh, in the media across the country. I mean, what people obviously want to hear, and, and certainly you've talked about domestic partnership benefits for the 12 employees in this country, uh, they certainly probably want to hear that that's going to happen worldwide, and, and certainly for even uh, those people in Russia who work for your company. But I think people also want to hear, so I, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about that a little bit more, <coughs> but also I think what people want to hear is, what are you saying to the Russian government uh, and, and other powerful people in Russia who do business in Russia, who have uh, business with Russia and with the government who have that influence? What are you saying to them? Are you putting any pressure on we are right now contemplating the best way to do it. Uh, I've been giving over the past few days, I've been giving some interviews. Some of them were in Russia, emphasizing our position, which is that we, we are upset by the lack of tolerance in Russia and by the law limiting the rights. Uh, but at the same time, we are now analyzing what is the best way to influence this in Russia. 
and uh, probably we will identify a global or local charity that knows better than us to tackle the issue and influence the issue in Russia, and we'll support it financially. Uh, supporting activists in Russia who are trying to change uh, the policies? Either or. We, we, we're looking into this, so we hope that the answer will come within the next few days. What do you say directly to those people listening? You, you have the opportunity, um, gay people, straight people, everybody who's concerned about it, the reports uh, of the, the propaganda law, what Putin may do next, have really disturbed people. The pictures we've seen of brutality. What do you want to say to those people? Well, I am upset by this too. Uh, I come from this country originally, and uh, unfortunately what I see is the overall lack of tolerance in the society towards really minorities. And this is not only towards uh, gay people, it's towards lots of different minorities, which is not something that you can fix uh, by removing the law. It's really something that you probably can fix by working with the government or with NGOs, with charities, and focusing more on the education of the overall public. This is unfortunately not something that one can fix immediately, even by a boycott like that. You said that you're moving toward more of your distillation, your production, the ingredients moving out of Russia? We've moved already significantly. Yeah. So currently... Will that happen completely? It's a good question. I'm not sure right now. Again, it's not so easy to, uh, even if we wanted it, it's not so easy to shift 100,000 bottles production a day somewhere else. Because what, what happens today, The why we produce those ingredients in Tambov and why we buy from them, because this is the area identified since a long time ago as the best, probably the best area in Europe for production of those ingredients of, uh, of the wheat and raw, eventually production of raw alcohol. And having the ingredients from this area allows us to consistently provide the best quality of vodka. Now, at the same time, what happens now is we see Russia as a country or the Russian government is behaving differently. So we're analyzing what we can do with that mm -hmm. in regards to that. You're, you talked about uh, maybe... Um setting up uh, a fund for a charity, maybe activists working in, in Russia. What else would you do now to really try to send a message to the gay community in the U.S. and worldwide in response to this boycott that that Stoli uh, is, is going to stand up and speak out about this and try to help? I think that's what people want to know most. How are you going to help Russian uh, gay people? Sure. Well, I'm not sure if we will set up the fund or we'll probably, probably more uh, correct to find a charity that already is dealing with that and to, to basically support it financially. Um, we are reviewing all what we can do. Please also understand that SPI Group is in Luxembourg and Stoli, Stolichna, our Stolichna, is illegal in Russia which means Stolichna is basically not allowed to conduct any PR, any marketing, any activities in do, Russia. Do you not sell any domestic brands in Russia at all? There are a few brands. From, the, from your company? Correct. They're tiny in comparison so, to this. So SPI Group does sell brands within Russia, uh, even though you're not selling Stoli uh, in Russia. And, correct. And over the past few years, we've significantly scaled it down. Because there's another issue people will focus on. You're still doing business in Russia. You're still selling to Russians and obviously making money off of Russians. 
Well, if you look at like at this like this, uh, last week there was a Fortune 500 report. Probably half of these companies doing much more business than we in Russia. So, you know, if you look and, at and this I think right people there, will be focused on uh, them. Sure, but, sure. but you know that vodka and and Stoli is iconic uh, for this particular battle. That's why people are focused on you. Sure. Well, Stoli per se is uh, is is not produced in Russia. It's not sold in Russia. And the few brands that we sell in Russia, it's it's really tiny portion of uh, of our activities. What do you think people should do? Um, who should they target? Who should they um, be focused on? If you feel this, you really feel you're you've been mistakenly targeted. What companies should they target? Um, who are some of the individuals they should be targeting? I'm not sure the correct answer for that. I think. Uh, I would probably, first of all, talk to people like Alexeyev and ask him for his advice. He is uh, Nikolai Alexeyev is the uh, prominent Russian activist, gay activist. Exactly, because he is in the center of this. He probably would know the best than anybody else what can be done to help. Uh, then I guess probably the one way is to work for the government, for the local government, through the U.S. Uh, state, because uh, this is something that... Uh, I don't think boycotting any company will actually help. Disregarding the boycott, mm. that's you do crazy. realize though this has brought a lot of attention <laughs> to the brutality. I mean, uh, it 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 has really in a controversial know. way it did. But then, <laughs> look at this from the other side. We view it. We uh, Stoli, who has been basically first of all a friend of LGBT community, second, has been actually opponent of Russian government. Uh, Stoli has been single and basically was uh, singled out by the community with which we associate with. And uh, uh, in a way, we don't believe that this boycott was appropriate. More than that, if you look at our relationship with Russian government, we've been boycotted by Russian government for the past 10 years. We've been threatened, harassed, and, uh, you know, raided. Yeah, and now being boycotted by LGBT but community. But you are still doing business with the Russian government with your other brands. You cannot reduce uh, multi-million business day one. Mm. In fact, we started reducing it, but actually for a different reason, because it is difficult to conduct business in Russia in a transparent, fair way. Mm-hmm. Huh? But you, you just cannot do it in day one. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to thank you uh, for coming in. Uh, it really, um, obviously, is uh, a tense time for you, and uh, it was, I think, uh, very important for you to talk to uh, people who are concerned. So I really do uh, thank you for coming in and talking to us. Thank you very much. If I can say just a uh, uh, last few, word, sure. few words. Uh, uh, this boycott uh, aimed at... Stoli is uh, a little bit misdirected and misguided, and I appreciate the good intentions of the boycott of the aims, but I think by boycotting Stoli, who is not a friend of Russian government, uh, you are doing a disservice because actually the Russian government or the people there, certain people there, will be very happy to hear that LGBT community in the U.S. and in some other markets in the world is targeting them. So. I don't think this is what the community wants. It's probably just the opposite. Mm -hmm. Well, again, thank you for uh, coming in. Val Mendelev is the CEO of SPI Group, uh, the company that owes the brand for Stoli Vodka, currently um, being targeted 
uh, by a boycott over Russian policies. We will be back on Sirius XM Progress 127 in a couple of minutes. Michelangelo Signorelli, Michelangelo Signorelli. on Sirius XM.